Hey, y'all, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, hosted by me, Shea Coulee. Today, we are wrapping up cycle one of America's Next Top Model with the fabulous, the sickening, Dragula season two winner, Bitch Puddin'. We talk about the final three and who we really think deserves to be on top. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, Maxwell, what's on the agenda for today, girl? Hi, Shay. So let's just freshen everybody's memories. We chatted with Grant Vanderbilt last week from the House of Avalon about the trip to Paris, France, the first trip in ANTM history. We talked about the Gossies, Haute Couture, and mm-hmm. the iconic Serena Diamonds uh, photo shoot. And today we are going to talk about the finale, the final three, the baby fat fashion show. And we're going to just spill all the tea about the finale. Yes, the grand finale of ANTM Cycle 1. This episode is so fun because they do such a great job at selling the full picture of these finalists in this episode. Like, you can really see how and where all three of these girls have grown and why they all deserve to be the first winner. That's so true. Elise, Adrian, and Shannon all had different packages. We had Elise was like uh, the high fashion girl. Uh, Adrian was like she was high fashion, but she was kind of tomboy. Yeah, she was rough around the edges. Shannon was stunning, but so commercial. America's sweetheart. Yes. Who were you rooting for? Let's you know. Let's take it back to two thousand three. Baby Coulee sitting in front of her TV at UPN. What? Who are we rooting for? Um. I was rooting for Adrian because I just have I'm 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 a person that just has a lot of hometown pride and I grew up in Plainfield, Illinois, which is literally right next to Joliet. Like it's just like on the other side of the train track. So for me, I was like, oh my God, that girl lives out by the prison. Like that is like that is like the that is who we need to represent America as America's next top model. A down home Joliet kind of girl who, you know, is just here to uh win her, her coveted spot. And the ANTM Hall of Fame, even though she was written out of that too. So, um, yeah, I long story short, I was rooting for Adrian. How about you, Maxwell? <laughs> you know what? Being a gal from the suburbs of Chicago as well, I also have I have stories to Joliet as well. My dad used to race dirt bikes there, and I used to go to the racetrack there all the time. So when Miss Adrian was representing Joliet, I was like, Oh, Miss Thing, you need to take home the crown to us over here at the racetrack. But wow, honestly, I have witnessed so many white people get sunburned at that racetrack. <laughs> just so many lobsters. I, I <laughs> like uh, that racetrack for me. Just like has such an image of white people who really did not understand the power of SPF. That sounds like my dad, honestly. But um, that's a different show, a different talk with a different therapist. But honestly, any of those girls, if they had won, I mean, they really would have done the brand well. I was also low-key rooting for Elise because, I mean, she was really high fashion. And I mean, she I really, was... She really was. Honestly, like, I feel like all three of the girls, like you said, you know, they were just so unique in their own way. And I feel like the show was really smart about showing us kind of like these three distinctive different um, top model archetypes, you know, high fashion wave, you know, uh, glam tomboy and all American sweetheart. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about the Psycho One finale with someone who understands what it is like to be a winner. Someone who knows what it's like to stand out in a competition and slay. So joining us today 
from Dragula, the winner of Cycle 2 and Queen of Digital Drag, the one, the only, bitch, put in. Pew, 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 pew. Come on, pew, pew, pew. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yo, I'm, not, I'm great. I'm not going to lie. Top model prep me to win. I'm just saying. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Like, Same with your whole chest. Uh, Same. I would walk around my house at an eight-year-old just feeling a like feeling my cuntiness and just walk around on my tippy toes, try to feel like I was in heels and give it. I don't know what I was giving in the mirror, but I would just serve it. You were giving it. Yeah. I'm having a good morning. How's your morning? (laughs) So far, so good. You know, Um, sorry we were a little bit late getting started today, but, um, you know, I was late. You're fine. (laughs) I had the poop. And nature calls, literally. Nature calls. And, you know, I really want to use this um, podcast as an opportunity to normalize talking about pooping because I feel like we don't do it enough, you know? I know people watch shit and listen to shit. Y'all probably listen to this while you're shitting right now. So I hope you're having a great bowel movement, whoever's Absolutely. listening to this right this moment. Absolutely. And use this as a moment to check in with yourself and ask yeah. if you are getting enough fiber, you know? I take fiber supplements. Actually, I got BioV. I'll show it after the little break. I'm, I'm going to grab it and advertise it. Because, like, I, it's a probiotic, bitch. And I, I introduced it to Hunter Arden. And she called me a week later. She's like, bitch, you changed my life. And I'm like, I know it. Look, it's sickening. I, I need a good probiotic. So I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear all about it. Yeah, it's sickening. Yes. Hello. Okay. Hello. So um, as a well-connected millennial, Miss Bitch, <laughs> I can only assume that you watched ANTM, correct? I did. Absolutely, I did. I don't know for those Gen Zers listening out there. We didn't have many gay icons or queer icons on the TV. Most of the time, they were assistant side characters on reality television. Hello. Um, in retrospect, I was really gravitated towards, of course, America's Next Top Model, Top Chef, and... Um, uh, what other one? Oh, uh, of course, Project Runway. But Top Chef, I find really weird now in retrospect because I just like realized I liked cooking, but I was like, all the contestants were gay, like pretty much all of them. <laughs> and I was like, uh, there's actually, a lot of queer characters. Yeah, actually, now that you say it, now that I think oh, both about genders, it. like there was like queer women and queer like men, like you know, it was like it was really and non-binary people. It was really cool. Just to, I don't know, like we had to like kind of watch something and then catch that that quick moment of Mr. and Mrs. J like, and be like, Oh, and then that's like how you really like related to yourself. Cause other than that, all we had was like him from the Powerpuff girls being like, yes, girls with this boot lifting out of the toy, out of the, out of the bathtub, not the toilet. And I know that, you know, you said that that's like all we had, but mm-hmm. honestly, even before that, him was really serving. And oh, she was I, the one. I believe that she really, like, her chiropractic bills for carrying the weight of being the queer femme diva in the cartoon universe that we needed at that time. Like, yeah. Someone needs to give him her flowers, okay? <laughs> it was such a gag because I worked for Cartoon when they brought it back, like the Powerpuff Girls, so they did the reboot. And they, yes. they were like, we were in like a huge meeting. And they're like, oh, we got new footage. It's a new trailer. And they showed it to the whole marketing team. And then like him popped on the screen. And I just screamed like a little bitch. I was like, yeah! <laughs> 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 the executive, executive marketing director just turns and looks at me. And he's like, okay. I'm like, you don't understand. I was like, he was the only one that I relate to right so good so mm. good those little fetish boots i mm-hmm. live <laughs> yeah, you're playing him in the live action powerpuff girl reboot right uh yes i um actually i am and i'm so bad yeah, I, yeah i've been actually spending a lot of time training in <laughs> fetish heels so that i can fully be prepared to tinkle 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 toe all over set well the hunchback because that was his problem he he did have a little bit of a hunchback because of the fetish you you know yes uh but uh, like i said i feel like the hunchback also came from carrying the weight uh (laughs) the only only gay icon icon. her spine began to curve under all of the pressure Oh my god. Bitch, did you watch ANTM from the very beginning or did you join in at like a later season? I came in, I didn't watch it from the very beginning when it started airing, but whenever I found them uh, marathons, they would run on VH1. That's when a bitch got completely caught up. And I would just watch that like for the whole weekend. And yeah, no, that's, I did not watch it when it aired on UPN. When you said UPN earlier, I was like shooketh because I was like, Damn, that channel has had several names. Uh, like, it several has, names. It's definitely changed like titles over the years. Several lives. I'm like, you better work. I remember yeah. we used to call it the Underpaid Negro Network. 
um in our house where's the lie because that was <laughs> right where's that's the where lie? all like the black programming was you know and they were just all mm-hmm. like here you guys go you got bet and upn enjoy um do you uh have any girls from season one that are like standout faves of yours ebony yeah i just rewatched this season and i was like ebony honestly watching it i was like maybe that was the first introduction to a lesbian and Rewatching it now, honestly, I thought it was really beautiful to see her storyline and show her lover, even though she went home like the next episode. I really loved that the fact that they showed that and it was in a positive way and that, you know, she was nice. And Robin looked like the bitch because she wouldn't at least say hi to a lesbian. You know what I mean? Right. Like she was like Robin was just pressed. But Robin's a beautiful woman. Um, and a lot if looking back on it, I, I, I know Robin, like I know a person like Robin and I respect mm-hmm. that. And also looking back. Religion was something that was prominent on this season, but looking mm-hmm. into other reality shows other than maybe like The Bachelor, which is something I don't watch, but shout out to The Gay Bachelor. I don't think you should have got a Netflix show, but work sis. Congratulations on being out. Um, should have gotten to somebody like Liz. I would love a little Nas X Netflix show. That'd be sickening. But I just right? think the Christianity Work. part of it was like cute, but I don't think that was a predominant thing on any other reality. I think maybe they were just like, okay, that was so much a thing on this first season that I was like, fuck it, girl, we're going to go, like, we're not going to have that again. Because the girls were like, no, and yeah, being, yeah. They're like, we just can't, my beliefs, I won't. Yeah, because the time... Sur- I oh, revisited Survivor. They talked a lot about religion on that, too. Because there was Richard Hack, the gay man on that as well, who... Um, Maybe it was just a first season thing, you know, like... Yeah, I just feel like a lot of times, in kind of like in this period of time, the conversation about religion was really prevalent because I feel like there were so many people that were active atheists that I feel like up until that point, especially in media, like if someone was an atheist, they were like quiet about it. They were just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but then I feel like around this time, people started being like, yeah, I don't believe in anything. Leave me alone. I'm an atheist. God. And it, 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 it feels like they just... Wanting to see everyone's reactions to the yeah. you don't believe in anything. So if you don't believe in anything, what do you believe in? Right. And the casting of Elise for this season is brilliant for that aspect yeah. alone. But also, like, I want to know what... Because this is, like, reality TV show in its infancy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to know the casting director for this. Just I need to look who did it because they were brilliant as all fuck because I'm like who the fuck put Elise in this room like like (laughs) what like obviously she can model like she looks like a fashion model right she's Mm -hmm. but like she gave a lot of story and she gave a good confessional she really did (laughs) we stand Elise in the diary room just like all of her one liners I mean even what did she say in this last episode she was like Winning a modeling contract isn't a human right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like none of us none of us deserve this. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like I feel like Elise was just always so great at providing perspective. It's just being like right. She yeah. took reality TV a little too real, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah like Miss J was like, that's a lot of work and gave us one of the most iconic lines on reality TV. <laughs> and then Elise was like, no shit, it's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> like, I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> but Miss J is like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> so Baby, good. I dated a doctor, that's a lot of work. Lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. I absolutely love. Do you have any favorite Tyra quotes? Like, is there anything? I mean, because the Tyra machine is so real in this season. Like, anything that stands out? Um, nothing that stands out for me right this second. But for me, I thought it was she had a lot more one on one. Like, she would go to the house a lot, and she would really yeah. like kind of. She was really smart, or I don't know who was directing, but it was really smart for be her being real and a connectable person. And I know Uh that's like in the long run has not been so great, but this first season, if you really watch it or rewatch it again, you see that like a lot of judges on other shows or, you know, people that are are judging the contestants, like Uh not the host, but like whatever, they don't Mm -hmm. really spend time with the contestants. Like she, like she literally would like, no, we're taking the whole day. We're just going to like talk in the house. Yeah, exactly. Or like, let's cook dinner. And like, 
mm-hmm. chill, you know, and getting those vibes of being like a model stuck in the house with five people, like how she started her career, you know? Yeah. You definitely do get a sense of her being um, very nurturing um, mm-hmm. in the beginning. Uh, and and like you said, that's something that you don't really see from hosts because I feel like <clears throat> later on as like reality production developed and things like that, they started to realize, oh, we actually should probably um, have the host be as unbiased as possible. So like, let's not, you know, spend time letting them get one-on-one individual time with these contestants and, you know, build a personal connection with them. I did write one quote down. Um, Giselle said, and I quote, Britney Spears lost star search and look where she's at now. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Giselle. (laughs) And I was like, okay, because I knew I wrote some quotes out of that. That's the only one I wrote, but it was so good. (laughs) I feel like we really do need to do some, like some research to figure out where Britney Spears was at that moment. Cause I'm like, we're in 2003 was like slave for you out then or was that 2004 yes. okay so yes. yeah we all know where britney was mm-hmm. in that moment and I you thought. know on that note we are going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about the top three we'll be right back So we are back and we are talking with Bitch Pudding about all things top model and probiotics. All right, let's get into (laughs) the final episode of Cycle One. Maxwell, can you set the scene for us, please? Okay, so the top three are sent back to New York City, which is something that didn't usually like... I think they did it in cycle two, but they didn't do that anymore after that. They like stayed in the country that they go to. They got budget. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I can't remember if in cycle no cycle two they, two, they stayed in um, Italy. The whole they stayed the, in Milan. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then this is the only season this happens. But um, the girls are very happy that Robin got sent home. The girls are really starting to get to know Shannon, and she is coming off very quirky. Um, Tyra comes to the house and lets them all know that they are going to walk in um, the fashion uh, baby fat fashion show at New York Fashion Week, which is a big deal, the pinnacle of American fashion. Not Fashion Week, but Baby Fat. Just wanted to clarify. It was, but wasn't it for Fashion Week and during oh. Fashion Week? Oh, That's yeah. That's why I, I think know, they went back to New saying, York. Yeah, I was saying the pinnacle of American fashion being Baby Fash- Fat and not oh. Fashion Week. Yes, absolutely. Oh, sorry. Yes, correction. Mm-hmm. My yeah. bad. Got mm-hmm. it. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> you were like, say what? <laughs> so, um, okay. I remember the girls... Okay, so they're rushed off to meet Drew Lynham, who is a fashion show producer, and he tells the girls how important Fashion Week is for their careers. He lets the girls know that the most important people in all of fashion sit in the front row of these shows, and it is a grueling three weeks of their career. Mm. Bitch. Growing up, did you watch a lot of fashion shows? No. I didn't. I was introduced to Fashion Week from ANTM and like uh, Project Runway. Project Runway. I wasn't introduced to that. I come from a very um, almost conservative background. My parents are military. That's just something that that arts was not something to walk through the house. <laughs> My grandfather was a violinist. He was a first year violinist for um, the Marine Corps band for, for the White House. Like he was like for three different presidents. Oh come on! So uh-huh. you got you got. Um, so that's the closest some- thing I had to the arts. Was like that um, classical music but this is definitely not no i did not watch the fashion week my dad was a marine as well yeah i actually literally no joke have this picture of him and his little marine (laughs) he's actually sitting right here him and his little marine blues look at all cute he looking Um, good but i i feel like the same thing for me it was definitely like top model and and project runway and i feel like what was cool about this point in time is that uh Fashion shows, up until this point, you had to go and see them. You know, if you you had to go and see them. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, we have, like, YouTube, which started, Mm -hmm. like, making them, like, more accessible. And, like, baby girl, like, now, I don't even know how many fashion shows I've seen. Right. I've I've only been to one in person, but I've seen hundreds on Did you walk it? 
No, I, no. I got to sit. I got to sit uh, front row, like one of those very important people that drew line. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> and it was like super special it was actually so cool it was, it was right before no joke um we went into lockdown so this is 2020 this is february 2020 and it was actually on my birthday mm. and got to sit um front row at christopher john rogers um <gasps> my for- friend from scad, ah, from SCAD. Ah, actually yes. the very first drag show i did at scad with charity event like they were over on another computer like doing a project and she came over she was like what you doing i was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like printing out tickets for this drag show i think they ended up coming but i i it's been so cool watching the career like explode absolutely <laughs> like, it's been so great and i love them so much honestly uh, yeah i i started following uh christopher when they were still at scad and i was just mm-hmm. like wow i was like this person has just like amazing taste mm-hmm. and style and fashion and to watch them grow and and be dressing first ladies and vice presidents and beyonce Rihanna. Yeah. And Rihanna yeah. <laughs> and Tracy Ellis Ross and yes. you know all of the major hard hitting dolls out there. I'm just so absolutely iconic. It's really beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, speaking of SCAD, I did walk for, I tried to audition for the SCAD fashion show, which is kind of a big deal because Audrey Levon Talley is like on the board of directors. Oh, wow. Um, and I auditioned and Miss J was the auditioner. Like she, I had, I had to walk for Miss J. Um, <laughs> and I walked in and next to me, SCAD at this time, Savannah College of Art and Design is where I went to school. The SCAD at this time had, uh, still sports teams. I don't know why an art school had sports teams, but we had sports uh-huh. teams at this time. And, um, the baseball team was there and next to me was a baseball player. I've never seen him in my life. <laughs> Could walk onto a Sean Cody set the next day and get the part because she was looking really <laughs> right. Needless to say, Miss J was not focused on me in the room. She was very distracted by the six, seven foot blonde man with the nice body. And like, you know, he looked not, and I just looked like a knockoff, like twink, and it was fine. But she told me why walk was horrible. Um, oh. And I was like, she was like, nice smile. Your walk is horrible. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, At least she liked your I smile. Kinda, I had my 360 moment because actually in 2019, I walked Fashion Week for House Zook with like Vixen. And yes. I walked it and I had the time of my life. It was so top model though, because like, you know, Drag Con Weekend is a bitch and a half because yes. you get, it's, especially in New York. It's yes. just, it's a lot in New York. Um, and I literally... <laughs> Woke up, got on the train, ran from the train to the gig. Within 10 minutes was on the fucking stage walking the show. So like watching Top Model prep me for this moment. A thousand percent. And um, Miss J was in the audience. Oh my God. So I just thought that was like kind of when someone told me that I was like, I thought that was like full circle. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm just so envious that you've been in the room with Miss J twice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is magic there there is magic there there is magic i didn't get to talk to her the second time but the first time she read me the house down boots which i felt was like a badge of honor you know what i mean like i was like work i put that on my resume was read I, by this chase right i just want to lay my eyes upon her in person but like that she like, uh, so good. the same oxygen um well actually human. you know what in this pandemic maybe not um <laughs> Filtered. But, you know, yeah, filtered. Yeah, behind the mask. <laughs> so there, there's this really annoying moment when the girls are with Drew where Elise falls asleep. Like, and she's just so disinterested. Like, why is she so annoying in this moment? Like, why is she totally giving up and being so drama at this moment? I mean, uh, look, I'm sure, like, just... Fr- as a reality show contestant and just hearing the stories about how sleep deprived mm. these girls are, I can imagine where probably the things that Drew was saying were all probably common sense. And Elise was just so like, I don't feel like I'm learning anything. So let me just rest my brain. And maybe when I wake up, you'll be able to give me something that I can work with. No shit. The people that sit in the front row are the most important. Like, you know, like duh. <laughs> I'm going to get my doctor's degree. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she was just chilling. Um, I think also maybe that it, it's, 
reality TV in its infancy, so you don't know, like, a lot of these people have never been around camera set or film sets. And, like, the most misconception I think people have going into the industry like that is that it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Ooh, yeah. Like, especially those early productions, so they didn't know how to, like, do a shot list probably for a reality TV show. I can't Mm. imagine how much of a bitch that was. So, like, Mm -hmm. you probably sat around three hours to shoot something that took 15 minutes. You Uh know what I mean? Like... So, they said some of those panels took nine hours, like 10 hours, just to like go through their photos. Which is so wild to me because like I think about drag race mm-hmm. and like the the whole main stage of like a main challenge, runway, judging, lip sync, elimination, baby girl, that's done in six hours. Like, so for me, I'm like, y'all are just standing around looking at pictures, you know? Um, It's just wild. I would be so tired. I would be so, I would be tired myself. Like, and you don't even get a lip sync at the end of that. You don't even get a live show. No, you, know? you get the, <laughs> I hold one picture in my hands. That would go on to be amazing. Janice Dickinson, though, in the judging is just a complete wild card. I feel like she'll say whatever will get the sound bite for the TV. She knew what she was doing. She knew she was just saying fat, ugly. Wretched. <laughs> it looks like you have a penis. I just was like, Janice. Ja- oh so what God. if she does? Don't be rude. Remember, <laughs> can we talk about because like especially going back and just like watching TV from the early 2000s It was just like I don't it was just like transphobia was such a punchline. Yeah. It was such a punchline. It just blows my criminal. Mind. It's mm-hmm. criminal. So speaking of Famous runway lessons. Mm. Girls get a runway lesson from Tyra in the hotel hallway before being told their challenge the next day is for a go-see with Kimura and Miss J for a baby fat go-see before the show. Adrian is told that she doesn't have a good walk for the baby fat show. And Shannon is called All-American. And our girl, Elise, she was just really nervous. She was a rack of nerves. So we get to the panel and the judges really seem to be torn on who should go to the final runway show. We have Adrian, who is a versatile model and is kind of rough around the edges. We have Elise, who has this dark, twiggy European vibe. And we have Shannon, who is an all-American commercial girl. Mm. Now, at this point... Do you feel, because I feel like this is something that they were definitely um, leaning on for the storyline. Do you feel at this point that Elise had developed a bad attitude? No. I just think she was like, you knew what you were getting with Elise from day one. And she was consistent throughout the whole time on what she was giving. So if you were shocked that she had a bad attitude or (laughs) what you perceived as a bad attitude, then you were just looking for excuse to axe or give her the chop. Now, in other seasons, they're usually in top three have the cover girl contract and they do a cover girl shoot, right? And that decides who goes into the final two, which I think with the elimination of Elise right now is pretty in line with that because Shannon would have probably nailed the cover girl challenge. Yeah. And I feel like Adrian would have been carried over. Um, or maybe Adrian would have gotten the shot because it's a Chicago in accent because that killed her earlier on in the competition. But I hey, think. This is actually actually the only season that they don't do a cover girl girl. shoot. This is the only time where the top three are reviewed for their whole package. Top model facts. Top model facts. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that happens twice in this episode. Which... uh, It's... I honestly, rewatching it, thought Elise was in the top two. I forgot Shannon was. I thought Elise was in the top two. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I forget that Elise gets the chop. And I was like, okay. Right, they're all. And like, I think oh. maybe they did it because conservative America versus new America. Does that make sense? I don't know. Like, like you, right. there's more of a. But then you could argue that for Elise. But just Adrian's just so fucking relatable. Like you, you know, you 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 smoked weed with Adrian. You know what I mean? Like you know who Adrian is. Yeah, definitely uh, was at a house party that got broken up by the cops with Adrian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was cute. Elise's boyfriend was cute. No. I mean, for her. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about my own personal taste, and something about Elise's boyfriend just makes me think that he would smell like milk. You do have that right. <laughs> you absolutely do have that right. Also, I didn't expect her boyfriend to look like that. 
I thought it was going to be this doctorate douche. And it walks in and she's like, oh, he's a dorky dude. So I was like, that made me like Elise more. That right. she like, you know, that. I and was like, oh, okay. Although we loved her and although she had the high fashion looks and could walk the runway. Overall, Elise's lack of confidence and her know-it-all attitude is what ended up sending her home, leaving Adrian Curry and Shannon Stewart to walk in the Baby Fat Fashion Show. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to crown our winner. We'll be right back. We are back from break. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We spent a lovely time discussing about how the original Mr. Brady was a sexy daddy and how Bitch Puddin would love for him to clap those cheeks. <clears throat> yes. And R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. baby. <laughs> and before that, we were mentioning that cycle one of America's Next Top Model definitely feels like a pilot cycle and that we get to see a bit more of a stripped down side to this runway finale. Mm. Now, the girls are first treated to a freshened up makeover in the salon and get to have dinner with Tyra J. Manuel and Miss J. Alexander. Now, I know... I just know what would be going on with me internally, but I'm really curious to know, would you absolutely be shitting yourself to be sitting there with that trio? Yeah. I don't think I could take it. Right? I think I would short circuit. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to be myself. Like, I, 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 I don't get intimidated by a lot of people, but it, that combination of people would fuck me up. That, I right. would say that. I would, I would say that. Um I don't think I could do it. I would be so scared. I would be like, but I am also thinking about it as knowing them as legends, whereas these girls probably had no idea. Like, they were mm-hmm. like, oh, these are They knew Tyra from Sports Illustrated, with, but, but they didn't yeah. know And life size. Yeah. 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 What I was going to say is that I feel like I would be shitting myself, but there's this piece of me that feels like under this immense pressure of being in like the holy trinity that is Tyra and like both Jays, like I would be able to transcend my nerves and actually become in that moment the most charismatic being that I've mm-hmm. ever been. And ultimately, wow, the judges. Wow. They're going to be like, wow, dinner with Shay is a great time. She really knows how to have dinner. Mm. You know? I'd cook a meal. I'd win him over with a meal, for sure. I feel that. So Tyra, Mr. J, and Miss J really seem to be, like, stirring the pot here. And Mr. J mentions that Nicole, um, they all thought Nicole was going to be in the top. I'm interested to know, Shay, what you think of that, because I know you were such a fan of her hair extensions when she showed up. So I wanted to know if you felt maybe she would be Absolutely in the top not. as well. And the thing is, um, that just definitely seems like, you know, the producers having their hand in it to get them to, like, stir the pot. Because, like, baby girl, like, you obviously Mr. J did not see it for Nicole. And we we already discussed how Mr. J was going in on that bitch, saying that she was going to be working back at Burger King. So I'd be like, did you really see it for Nicole like that? Like, did you really see it for her? Or like, I'll just play it with these girls. Because honestly, even me, being a, a new fan, a new watcher, not knowing anything about the fashion industry, I didn't see it for Nicole. No. Mm, not for no. that ramen noodle hair. That was no. not. That was, uh, uh, remember, mm-hmm. girls really, they were really out there with that, that wet, curly ramen noodle. And it was the Yaki Soba fantasy. Yep. And why was it always like the strawberry blonde girls? Like it was always strawberry blonde, always curly, always just like wet, crispy, moosed. Out Running out a lot of uh, three cans of moose in that bitch. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. But. Um, yeah, long story short, no, I did not see it for uh, Nicole like that. She had a great body, so tall. Um, but I, and this is me personally, okay, didn't think that her beauty was of the same caliber of the girls that made it to the 
finale. And, and when I say the same caliber, I mean interesting. And Nicole is obviously a very beautiful woman, but I just, you know, she there was nothing to me that was like very special and standoutish about her. Yeah, I feel that. Also, um, I really she- love. I was just gonna say because I had to give her a quick shout out um, mm. uh, to Tyra and this look in her moment, her little side ponytail and her dancing around the restaurant. That was very cute to me. Super cute. We love that. <clears throat> Which they don't do in later seasons, you know, like the dinner like, before the finale. They, she don't do that. <laughs> no one gets a tic tac lo- uh, lunch or whatever the fuck. They don't. Get- <laughs> When she does yeah. all the spin, she was like, just like, she's like, I'm going to double with you guys. And it, she was not doing anything with those yeah. girls. It was just her walking back yeah. and forth she's by like, herself. Um, this is Love me. her. Hey. She um, played the theme song in her head. Right. Want to be on top? So the next day, we get to the Baby Fat Runway show. And Adrian and Shannon walk in their very first show the girls are very nervous and very excited to be participating in this understandably so mm-hmm. so question what do you think of adrian and shannon's performance in the show i thought they were even one didn't stand out for the other for me i didn't think one was like super atrocious or one was like super fucking fierce i just felt like it was even also for their first show to like fashion week. That's like the fashion week stage. Like, I, yeah, like, it's an arena mm-hmm. and I'd be petrified. I was petrified when I walked. I, it was not, it was like near the Harbor. It was a different stage. It wasn't like mm-hmm. that stage when I walked, but it, I would have shit myself like for sure. I loved them. Um, low key reading Adrian for her skirt writing up. And I was just all like, that's what we call a design flaw. Yeah, fuck the designer. Did fuck she you, not? Fat. Did she not walk it during the fitting? Did you guys not clock it riding up when she did the fitting, or you did you guys it. fit that skirt? Um, There's mean, this thing called t- carpet tape in the drag world. You could have stuck it there and it would have yep. stayed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, double stick tape works. is mm-hmm. everybody's friend and helps mm-hmm. girls out a lot. Yeah. Um, but I will say, uh, shout out to the hair design. Um, oh, the hair was uh, right. The hair was right. We we love some drags, you know. <laughs> we love we love it. A bad love, Yes, we love a good old bayang. You know, they came in through with the bayang. Um, uh, I actually really love the bang on on Shannon. It's like Adrian already had had them, so they were like, okay, well, let's clip some on Shannon. I was like, oh, well, this is actually kind of fierce. Like, y'all maybe Yeah, she's, she should have had that from the jump. She might have won. Ooh, like, she, baby. yeah, it was, it was, it was laid. Yeah. Because this was, like, right around the time where blunt bangs were coming back, you know? Mm. Like, where all the girls were just going out and getting bangs, you know? Like, right before they decided that they didn't like bangs anymore and then switched to the side part. Um, but yes, no. I'm, I, I, I feel like both of the girls did fine you know adrian definitely has more of a sturdy gait you know mm-hmm. her hips are a little bit wider and her shoulders are a little bit more square so um she kind of <laughs> i love that sturdy gait I yeah totally see that you know very very that and and we love that we love a strong woman and i mean that was something that was mentioned about her when they were doing all their training with their trainer he was like damn like adrian's like a really strong woman can work out with some of the dudes that I train and yeah. I feel like she just didn't quite know how to translate that strength into like sensuality it just was kind of like you know that's another thing they like pitched this guy up to be a part of the show and I don't think we ever saw the the trainer ever again after the season <laughs> I bet you he was he was sick no, of working he, with Robin he came back in cycle <laughs> three they had a trainer he in was cycle three he was. he was fam too he was in Hell's Kitchen for sure. Uh, yes, for yes. sure. Could definitely Ma'am. spot him at the Eagle on a Saturday. Yes, she had a base foundation on and brows <laughs> done when she, while working out. She really did. Um, I, yeah, I just... For, I think none of them really stood out to me in the finale. I'm like, in like, you know, the next season or which one was... The, 
the season three, especially the finale, I was like, oh, there's a clear winner. You know what I mean? Or like, there's usually a clear mm-hmm. winner for me in that moment. And then I was like, no. And there wasn't no final photo shoot. It was just that runway. Yeah. They don't have a photo shoot in top three, yeah. which I think is weird. Or top two. They don't, which I find weird. Um, yeah. It was just the runway that they judged them on, which I think that usually is for the next seasons. But usually top three, there's a photo shoot or a commercial that really like. Right. Like they the go last down to. top model. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it was weird because you couldn't well, judge we uh, what's her name on um, the top four photo shoot because she didn't do it because um, of her body. Um, and meanwhile, Adrian's looking sickening um, on top of that table with her back arched, looking wet and oiled and ready to get plucked. And I just like I love <laughs> I love that fucking shot. She looks so good. My roommate was like, that's how I knew. I was bisexual yes. with that photo shoot. And Adrian <laughs> just being like, my pussy's out on this table and you're going to come eat it. And Megan was like, yes, I would. Yes. 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 We were going, we were actually going through that photo shoot with uh, Grant Vanderbilt uh, last An week. An icon legend. Shout out yes. to Grant. I love you. Yes, we love her. And yes. uh, we were just saying, we were like, the only thing that could have taken Adrian's shoot to the next level would have been some nails. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just a, just a, just no, look. I like I like the no nail because she's ready to put her fingers wherever you need them. Well, look, they, oh. I'm, not, I'm not saying they got to be like a stiletto. They could be like a nice little almond-shaped nail. You know, you could still penetrate with an almond-shaped nail and not cause... Are you speaking from experience, Shay? Yes, I am. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I need to take notes. Teach me. You teach know, me, sis. A nice little rounded almond-shaped nail is 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 A-OK, you know? All right. Um, yeah, I no, agree. I'm a, I'm a fan of nails. If you don't have nails, fuck off. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. If you don't have nails, no. you don't have hands. No, they don't exist. <laughs> your arms just end at a nub. <laughs> at, what's this called? Oh, your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> she says that as she does the most gayest thing you can with her. <laughs> what are these? Oh, a wrist. <laughs> she has a over. I wouldn't know. I barely use them. Um... So we go to panel that night and Tyra lets the girls know that they would be critiquing their whole book from the whole cycle. Tyra has picked her favorite photos of the girls. And I think we should take a moment to reflect on our favorites from this cycle. So we are going to play a quick little game called Who'd Book It? We're going to look at the two photos Tyra picked from each shoot, and we are going to decide who had the better better photo. Are you up for the challenge, bitch? I'm here. I'm present. I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> so first up, we have the girl's very first photo shoot, the J-Lo swimwear shoot. Up on the roof, in the cold, during winter. Bitch, who would book the campaign? Adrian. Adrian. I mean... Shannon looked a little scrunched in the face. Like, she looked like she just farted. Like, as Janice said. (laughs) (laughs) Are you not bothered by how big Adrian's foot is? Well, the thing of it is, you could crop it up. Like, you could could make that shot work. Like, the shot will work regardless. But uh, I do think the foot should be in the back. I don't know why she did it in the front like that. Yeah. Um, But maybe she's selling the shoe and the bathing suit as a combo. I don't know. Maybe she should. Honestly, if Adrian just would have pointed that toe a little bit. Just a little bit. I think it would have been so much better. And and bent the knee a little bit. Uh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But ultimately, Adrian's book of the campaign. Okay, so next we have the close-up Eleganza beauty shoot with the snakes. Bitch, who would book this campaign? This is very Dragula. It's first out, you're out in balls cold weather on top of a roof with wind, hurricane winds, and it's just like, now you have to fuck with snakes. I'm like, this is very Dragula. Um, (laughs) Snake shoot, who would book? The snake gets lost in, in uh, is it Sharon? I forget her name. Sh- <laughs> Shannon. Because Shandy is in the next season. That fucks me up. So Shannon, um, I think the snake gets lost. I think Adrian, it's more of an intense photo with the makeup and the snake combo. Because there's a contrast there. All right. Yes, two, two points, points Adrian. Adrian. Yes, two she's out here booked. booking the gigs. Okay. So next we have the Reebok Athletic movement photo shoot <laughs> who who would book it shannon because the guy behind adrian looks 
so scared. <laughs> just like, what is this bitch doing? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is like, I'm. His face is like, oh hell no! Why am I here? He said, like, I'm getting. This. He said, like, I'm confused. He's like, why is she jumping around like that? Yeah, no, Shannon, Shannon nabbed that one. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Two points, Shan- two points, Adrian, one point, Shannon. Work. All right. Next, we have the lingerie shoot from Paris. Who would book the campaign, bitch? I'd say neither of them because you can't see the fucking underwear. And it's an underwear campaign. Like, you could kind of see the panty on both of them. You could see the bra on Adrian, so I might give it to Adrian. And also the focus is on her, which... Mm-hmm. Whatever, but is it male underwear? I'd say not, because that's just a basic Calvin Klein panty where they tuck the label inside. So, n- no, I, I don't. I don't think either of them would book. That's a brilliant I don't think either of them would book it. What I would do um, in this situation is I would actually rebook the photographer because he was the one that was giving the direction during this shoot to make it porny. And yeah, it just to me, I'm like, was he more interested in the male model because he is more featured? than the girls and i'm almost like was he just wanting to stare at him and have the girls stand behind him you know for these shots it just wasn't i i honestly would i would just re uh book the photographer for this one but if i was just basic going on photograph adrian see i would go on chance yeah Okay. She looked a little scared nibbling that ear. Meanwhile, <laughs> like, Adrian's gonna stick that tongue deep Adrian in that ear hole. Adrian fucking popped that leg open and she said, you could get in this pussy. <laughs> Climb in this car. <laughs> <laughs> get in this car. Get in the view. Okay, and then last up we have, I feel like this should be very simple, the Serena Diamonds shoot. Shannon won, because she looks so sickening. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> She's so thin, I can't even take a photograph. She looks uh, so good. Wow. She really brought out the diamond because it's just so bright. I can't even see. <laughs> I can't even see her. Uh, no, this is iconic, and this shot made her win. Mm-hmm. I think this shot literally made her win a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, this is so sickening. Iconic. I mean, still honestly, one of the best shoot. I think still one of the best photos from. Love that from the show. Yeah, she absolutely ate. Mm-hmm. So during the judges' deliberation, the judges argued over how commercial Shannon was and how Adrian was unique, but maybe not commercial enough. They bring the girls back in, and we find out that Adrian Curry from Joliet, Illinois, is named the first America's Next Top Model ever. Congratulations! They're going to marry a Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, do you do you feel like the correct girl was crowned? Yeah, absolutely, a thousand percent. I think the brand would have hurt because, like, when you're a winner of a brand, especially when it just starts out. Although people know Tyra, it's just like, how does it feel to win America's Next Top Model? Adrian's going to give you a better soundbite. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's a that's a huge aspect about like the shows coming up because I knew like. For me on Dragula, I knew like Vander looked stunning and looked like the brand, but I knew they needed someone to be like, how's it feel to win Dragula? Oh my God, it was so great. You know, like, you know, yeah. they want they need a sound box to like for that. And for me, I think Adrian is a perfect person for that. And also relatable because she relates to more women than I think Shannon does. Yeah. See. And the industry that modeling has to deal with in film and television, I think Adrian is more relatable than Shannon. Shannon, I'm sure it's great. Did she come back for an all-star season? She did. I think she she does. came back for all-stars. Did. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, mm-hmm. Shannon, because uh, I saw the, um, they did like a little live thing. They like a video on YouTube and both of them still look amazing. Sickening. Amazing. They definitely drink their water and take their vitamins. Like it's clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kale. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, bitch, thank you so much for joining us today to cover the finale of ANTM Cycle One. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. We talked about bowel movements. We got to look at Mr. J, Miss J. Yeah. We talked about bottling and queerness. I had a great time. All my favorite things. Mm-hmm. So tell us, where can the listeners find you online? 
Oh, you can find me at uh, Bitch Pudding. That's B-I-Q-T-C-H-P-U-D-D-I-N. That's the Q in there. It is silent. I don't know why. I'm special. But you can find me easy if you type B-I-Q. I usually pop up. Um, uh, you can mostly catch me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. But of course, my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Bitch Pudding. Uh, I am the bitch from Twitch, founder of the Digital Drag Show. We're doing it once a month now. And uh, I stream all the time on there. So come on, let's play some games. Or I might talk shit or... Whatever. Profess my love for anime and boys and musk. What's musk? I I miss the smell of armpits. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Um, Are you vaccinated? I am. I get my second shot next week. Do you want to have an orgy? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I'll I'll book the flight. Oh, I was going to cash in my miles, (laughs) but thank you. (laughs) Chicago got better dick, girl, and you know it. You know what they do. They do. Just gonna say it. They got better than they be laying it down. Y'all be missing out. Y'all don't know mm, the pipe. Um, yes, ma'am. And also, mm. I don't know why I was literally just thinking about the fact that I don't think I've ever told you this, but my Roomba's name is Bitch Pudding. <gasps> what? When you get like a Roomba, they give you stickers like with letters on it, and I guess you can oh. like name it. So what? You were so, just like Bitch Pudding. So I put <laughs> Bitch Pudding on there. And the the I, the Q, the T, and the C, uh, no, not the the I, but <laughs> the Q, the T, and the C have fallen off. So now it's just bit pudding. Bit pudding. She's bit pudding. <laughs> but, pudding. But we all know that she is bitch pudding. Anyway. And she'll swallow mop water for $10,000. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> like a true Roomba. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know it's so sad that we have to wrap this up, but I just oh. want to let all of our listeners know not to worry because we will be back here Thursday chatting it up with bitch pudding about all the fantastic things that she's been up to. And until then, thank you for listening. Yes. And if you have any top model facts or questions for me and Maxwell or our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. That's beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure you rate and review our show. <laughs> but until then, I'm Shay Coulee. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And I was a bitch pudding. Hello. And as always, the question remains. Wanna, wanna be, be on, on top? Wanna Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Wanna Be On Top? Forever! (laughs) To listen to Wanna Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna be on top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 